Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, RPA is proud to present Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. Hi, this is Steve Silver with Silver Screen Videos, and you're listening to Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. are listening to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. We get to read fiction on the show and talk about some movies, books, you name it. If you like what I do here, please consider supporting the show at patreon.com forward slash Aaron Frail. You'll get some books and other cool stuff for your support. Go ahead and also reach out to me at Aaron's Horror Show at gmail.com, Aaron Horror Show on Twitter, or Aaron's Horror Show on Facebook. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. All right, so uh, yeah, I got the last of Hayden's Dilemma here. Don't worry, there is still lots more story in this uh, set of stories. So yeah, we're on like story seven and uh, i think i'm on 13 maybe 12 i think 13 actually is the one that i'm on right now so uh yeah now I, I always have to go back and look at my numbering system because i forget which one is which but before uh we you know start reading i'm gonna go ahead and say hey if you haven't checked out my barbarian or <laughs> my three-year-old is a barbarian and other parenting problems uh, you should check it out. Let me just read you the description really quick. Necromatic rituals, murderous ogres, battle-scarred rangers, not a typical Saturday detention for unsuspecting teaching assistant Petra and her delinquent teen charges. The Beaverton High School Breakfast Club show up for what they thought would be cleaning the locker room with a toothbrush when the morning goes horribly wrong, and they fall victim to a deadly dark spell. Some jerkwad moon mage shoves the consciousness of Petra's three-year-old into the body of a muscle-bound barbarian, and she is transformed into a halfling. The kids get stuck as a cleric, fire mage, and other stalwarts of your typical fantasy gaming party. Now they must quest through a land of pissed-off warriors, angry giants, a pompous vampire, and a necromancer out to kill Petra and her child. Despite being in a world where everything threatens to shuffle off her mortal coil, the hardest part is convincing a hulked-out man that the battle axe is not a toy, the undead are not cuddly, and he should use a potty. So yeah, <laughs> that's the description of the book. Go check it out. Still on sale. 99 cents. Just saying. Might never be that price ever again. All right. <laughs> well, let's get to Hayden's Dilemma, the last part of it here. Granork opened his eyes, and a yellow goo blurred his vision. 
He wiped it off and saw Hath Null manipulating 3D imageries of a biological material. Granark attempted to stand but found that he was locked into a lying down position. He grunted and he tried to tear off his restraints. Hath Null didn't return from his work and said, You are lucky. Orkandus are tough. The substance would have killed most beings. Get me out of these restraints. I need to tell Maker about the captain and the Hayden's treachery, Granark roared. Maker is a smart fellow and figured out himself, Hathnall said. Now, if you don't relax, I'm going to give you a sedative. Use the stay in burns on to the vast majority of your skin. Some spots right down to the bone. Not to mention a large chunk I had removed from your leg to prevent toxin from seeping into your system. You're lucky to be alive, Granork grunted and said. You have my thanks. Now let the tissue regenerator do its job, and we'll have you walking in no time. What is Maker doing to get the captain back? Granork said. Nothing at the moment. Hathnall didn't look up from his work. Granork grunted again and attempted to tear off his restraints. It will take longer to heal the more you struggle, Hathnall said, and Sylvie turned from his work. There's nothing that could be done, my friend. The Terrestrials figured out that we doubled back on our position. We barely had time to pick up you, Taka, and Reese. I should be at my post, Granork snarled. Sid is perfectly capable of handling it. Now this is your last chance to avoid sedation. They heard an explosion. The hull of the ship shuddered. Granork hated not being part of the battle. He should have ignored Cal's orders. It was too late now. The only pleasure he would get would be to feast on Hayden's entrails. Grand Orc settled back and daydreamed what he would do when they caught up to the Dervish too. All right, <laughs> very short episode today. Uh, I don't want to get into part eight, Sarge's secret, uh, quite yet, because it's actually kind of a <laughs> there's, you know. You'll see, it's a, it's an interesting story. There was something, I don't know, there was something so visceral when I wrote that one. Uh, I really felt it. I really kind of felt the sort of, I don't know, maybe it was a, it was a loneliness. Uh, I think that Sarge was experiencing on it. And I... It wasn't that I was lonely. I, you know, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I wasn't lonely. It was, it was just, I felt this sort of interesting feeling like, like Sarge's Secret is one of those few stories that when I wrote it, the feeling came across, uh, <laughs> well, and it's a great one. It's, it's one, probably my, one of my favorite in all the Touristic U series. Uh, it's a flashback, so it's it's like some of the other ones you've already heard where, you know, I, I do some big flashbacks in the story, and, you know, for the most part, I've been weaving the flashbacks in the main action. This one is completely flashback, but it's not going to disappoint. <laughs> There's going to be some pretty big reveals uh, in this one, uh, you know, something that... Uh, that that's going to explain a lot about Cal and her homeworld and Makiarnak and Sarge and just, yeah, there's this one is, is like, you know, 
the point in the story where everything you thought <laughs> of what was going on may not have been what you thought. Uh, <laughs> so it's it's a yeah, this one's a doozy, and it's one yeah, it's my one of my favorite ones. There's something about this story that I just had so much fun writing this one. The, you know, this is one of those ones that just there there are times in a writer's life when you just go dang, I did it. <laughs> and this was one of those. Uh, my my three-year-old is a barbarian and other parenting problems. It's like, actually, I'm sorry, you know, that one's good. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I did feel a good connection to that story. But Orcs in Portland and other social justice issues, the second one, oh my God. <laughs> I was just like, like, I was a little worried with the second one that I like was not going to top the first one because the first one was just so... Uh, everything I wanted it to be, well, the second one did, <laughs> and and in a much better way. And I was just like, oh, man. And then, you know, there's a third one in the series, uh, and there could actually be more beyond the third one, but I haven't really thought of what happens after the third one. Uh, but it is going to be interesting uh, series, and maybe I'll read it here on, uh, you know, uh, this uh, podcast. Maybe I won't. But yeah, so, you know, thank you for, for listening. Uh, I appreciate you for listening. And uh, yeah, go ahead and, uh, you know, come back for more of the Touristicu series. I'm just going to read it until we get through the third book, because those are the three that are out now. And then we'll see where we'll go from next. Maybe I'll take a poll of what other of my books you would like me to read. I got a lot of them, <laughs> truly. I got 23 at this point. <laughs> I should be, you know, <laughs> a, a writer living in an island somewhere with 23 books. But no, you don't really make all that much money writing, to be honest. Uh, it's not something you get into because you want to be rich. It's something you get into because you really love it. I really love it. I just love crafting stories. There's just something fun about that. Uh, the only reason I would ever want to be a full-time writer is so I can have more time to write more stories to be honest like <laughs> i don't get nearly enough writing time as i'd like uh it's interesting we're we're you know we're doing better my wife and i have writing evenings now she's she's cooking up some stories too uh so i'll you know i'll report on those i'm not going to say anything though because it's her stories and you know i'd like her to to say it maybe i'll interview her <laughs> for the show i don't know uh, we'll see if she's interested. Anyways, uh, yeah, so thank you for, for listening. And uh, yeah, in, uh, enjoy. And, uh, you know, uh, we'll see how Touristic U, uh wraps up. Or, or at least not wraps up, but we'll see some good bombshell information by the end of the... Yeah, I'm dropping a bomb in the next one. It's going to be awesome. Thank you for listening. Mm -hmm.